Hey y'all, it's Mackenzie Fox and I'm back at you with episode 30 of Just Mackenzie Things and I just woke up and it's 8 o'clock in the morning and I am so tired and I was like, why am I so tired? Because I wake up early every day and I realized it's spring forward so really it's 7 so then my brain was like, oh, that makes sense. But I'm just going to cut straight to it. No extra intro. Today, I want to talk about how you and your product and your service is, if it's plural, are not for everybody. So a little bit about me. Well, I'm a full-time teacher. You guys know that. So I just teach what's given to me about 90% of the time. Do I do supplemental uh, assignments and lessons too. Yes, but that's pretty generic. Um, what I teach. However, there's a lot of other aspects about me that are basically fair game to be judged by the public. And here's what I mean by that. So I've been a dance teacher too, since I was, uh, probably 14 or 15, but then I started choreographing dances competitively when I was 18 years old. When you are a creator of some sort, I mean, I am I guess I could even say I'm a creator of this podcast. When you create things, so I create dances and I create, or I guess I wouldn't say create, but I give spray tans and now I create books. You are essentially creating something that is open for opinion and judgment. And I think that's one of the hardest parts about being a creative is that the creation you're making is not you, but it's an extension of you. And so that opinion of that creation can either build you up or tear you down. So when I was 18 years old, I started choreographing dances. And luckily, I've always been pretty confident in my ability to choreograph a good dance. So people's opinions of my choreography is pretty irrelevant to me just because I've done it for so long. And so I'm pretty confident in what I can produce when it comes to dance. And if a person doesn't like my dances, I don't really take it um, to heart just because I believe in what I create. Um, But That still does hurt when somebody doesn't like a dance and I created it. So it's almost like when you're a creator and you make something, if somebody doesn't necessarily like what you created, you almost look at it like, well, that means that they don't like me. I mean, if they don't like what I make like that, they don't like me. And that's not necessarily true. And that's why I wanted to get on here and talk about this concept today, especially for creatives is that you cannot let the opinions of others on your work and your creations define you and affect what you're doing and how you're doing it. So with dances, like I said, I I make up dances. If people like them, great. If people don't like them, great. I really don't care. Most of the time, Um, spray tans is a little different. I'm not going to lie with spray tans. I can get a little insecure if people don't like them because you have to think with a spray tan, 
I'm actually giving somebody that spray tan. So if they don't like it, I do think in my head sometimes, oh my gosh, did I mess up that spray tan? Did I miss spray tanning a spot of them? Did I do something wrong? But even as now an almost four-year spray tan business owner, I've come to learn that really just not every person's going to like a spray tan. I mean, I have some people come in with high hopes that they're going to love being tan and they're not used to being tan. So then they leave and I never have them book with me again. And at first I used to get so self-conscious about it because I would think to myself, oh, I must have given them a bad spray tan. Um, But you have to understand too, if you are a creative or an entrepreneur or you're selling a service or giving a product, um, this feeling of inadequacy, if somebody doesn't like something, you will kind of outgrow that feeling as your track record grows and as your time doing what you're doing grows. So for example, like I said with dance, I've done dance since I was three years old and I spent so much of my life dedicated to dance and so um, when I was younger and I first started choreographing obviously I was a little more self-conscious about it just because I was new to the choreography scene however as time went on um, and I essentially built a track record of people that did like it that would always outweigh the people that didn't and so that's why in my mind the people that didn't like what I produced were just irrelevant to me because I was like, well, you know, I've been doing this now for a long time and it's kind of like a ratio of uh, 20 to one. So, I mean, if the one person doesn't like it, there's still 20 people that do. And it was the same thing with spray tans for me because now going into year four, if I would have had somebody in year one, uh, not come back or tell me that they didn't like it, um, it would have devastated me. I would have been so sad. But now I am established enough and I've done it long enough to know that when somebody doesn't come back, it really doesn't matter because I'm still going to have clientele come in and my business is still going to keep going because I've been going for four years. So it's not just going to stop because of one person not liking it. So if anything, if you're still listening to this, which thank you for listening, if you're still listening and you are an entrepreneur or you're a creative and you provide some sort of service or product or creation to the world, it really does not matter if everybody likes it or not. You are not meant for everybody and if you were appealing to everybody, that would mean that you are essentially changing some part of you and your product and service or creation to appeal to every type of person, which therefore means that you're not actually being authentic to the product, service, or creation itself. And I kind of just want to get into one last aspect of creation. And this is, I'm just being really real and vulnerable with you today. Um, I in writing my first children's book and well it's done so it's the book is finished and our illustrations that's been a whole a whole conglomerate I think I talked about that on a podcast but it's taken almost a year to do illustrations because I had one illustrator and then um, I switched illustrators so essentially we started the whole book over so I have an illustrator 
And I also have um, a spray tan client of mine who is editing the book and she's putting the text on the book. And it's just taking a long time um, for the whole process. But I also know that um, good things take time. So I'm not too worried about it, but I'm also just really excited and I want to get the book out to the world. But that's my first book and I have two other books as well. But um, this is obviously my first time putting a book out into the world. And so kind of that feeling I was talking about when I first started choreographing dances and putting them on stage and when I first started giving spray tans, um, I just have no idea how people are going to respond to my book. I know a lot of people want to buy it because they know me and they're a friend or family member of mine, but you also have to understand I'm putting this book out into the world and there are most likely going to be people that buy my book and go, I don't like this book. This book is awful. And as a newly almost published author, um, that hurts in advance. You know, it hurts to know that not everybody's going to like my book. But this is kind of where my mind goes with that. It's better to put something out there and receive criticism than to put nothing out there and receive nothing at all. So for me... Um, it's worth the bite because I would rather have my work out in the world for it to be criticized for, or than my work to not be out in the world at all. And nobody knows what it is. And there's a quote that goes along with that, that I really love. And it's to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing and be nothing. And I always have to think of this quote when I'm doing something really out there, um, because I would rather have all the criticism in the world than in my life knowing that I didn't go for what I wanted. And that's one thing about me is I might have really outlandish, kind of like out there ideas. I mean, you really never know what I'm going to do. I mean, I just opened up a dance program at the drop of a pin and a spray tan And then I got the book idea for my professor one day and I just wrote the book when I got home. Um, So I'm not scared to do anything, but I really like that quality about myself because I'd rather put all of that out there in the world for people to say stuff about it than to just sit back and hide my God-given gifts and talents. And that's the thing. We all have that. We all have those God-given gifts and talents. It's just a matter of do you fear uh, judgment so much that you aren't willing to step into those God-given fears and talents? Not fears. Oh my gosh. God-given gifts and talents. Because if you let fear override that, which we, like I just said, we all have those gifts. Uh, However, I would honestly say probably about 60% of people just let fear override those gifts and talents and they never uh, amount to what God actually wants them to do. So I guess if I'm leaving you with anything today, I just pray that if you do have some sort of 
um, hidden talent or gift and you're an entrepreneur and there's something you want to do or some sort of business idea you have or creation or something you want to create or something you want to offer, I just want you to understand that that uh, idea and that vision is there for a reason and the only person that can bring that to fruition is you. With that, when you bring it to fruition, not everybody's going to like it. You have to understand that your creation, service, and product is not for everybody. Not everybody is supposed to like it. That is exactly how it's intended. When I go to a bookstore, I don't like every single book. But just because me, one person in Moore, Oklahoma, doesn't like somebody's book, do you think that person shouldn't have published that book? Absolutely not. They still needed to put that out there because there is somebody and there are people that need that book. So it's the same thing. There are people that need your product. There are people that need your service. Just because one person might not like it does not need, excuse me, I'm going on my rant now, does not mean that you aren't meant to put it out there. So I just pray that if you have something in your heart or on your mind that you put it out there. And I mean, I guess it's the same with my podcast. I I know people talk crap about it. I know there's people that I'm around that think it's so strange that I do this. But I really don't care. Like, I will just keep doing it. And so I just pray that you can overcome fear of judgment like I've had to many times in my life. Because if I was scared of getting judged, I wouldn't even be making this podcast. Or giving spray tans. Or owning a dance program. Or writing books. And you can say that that sounds flashy and all that. It's not. It's just we all have different gifts. And those are my gifts. And I've chosen to tap into those gifts. And you also have the choice to equally tap into yours. And so I pray that you do. Whatever that gift is, I say go for it. So thank you for listening to episode 30. And I hope you have a great day. Bye.